1: Job says God seems to ignore wrongs. Why are times not stored up by the Almighty, and why do those who know him not see his days? Some remove the landmarks. They seize and devour flocks. They drive away the donkeys of the orphans and take the widow's ox for a pledge. They push the needy aside from the road. The poor of the land are made to hide themselves altogether. Behold, as wild donkeys in the wilderness, they go forth seeking food in their activity, as bread for their children in the desert. They harvest their fodder in the field and glean the vineyard of the wicked. They spend the night naked without clothing and have no covering against the cold. They are wet with the mountain rains and hug the rock for want of a shelter. Others snatch the orphan from the breast and against the poor they take a pledge. They cause the poor to go about naked without clothing and they take away the sheaves from the hungry. Within the walls they produce oil. They tread wine presses but thirst. From the city men groan, and the souls of the wounded cry out. Yet God does not pay attention to the folly. Others have been with those who rebel against the light. They do not want to know its ways, nor abide in its paths. The murderer arises at dawn. He kills the poor and the needy, and at night he is as a thief. The eye of the adulterer waits for the twilight, saying, No eye will see me, and he disguises his face. In the dark they dig into houses. They shut themselves up. By day, They do not know the light for the morning is the same to him as thick darkness for he is familiar with the terrors of thick darkness. They are insignificant on the surface of the water. Their portion is cursed on the earth. They do not turn toward the vineyards. Drought and heat consume the snow waters. So does Sheol, those who have sinned. A mother will forget him. The worm feeds sweetly till he is no longer remembered and wickedness will be broken like a tree. He wrongs the barren woman and does not does no good for the widow, but he drags off the valiant by his power. He rises, but no one has assurance of life. He provides them with security and they are supported and his eyes are on their ways. They're exalted a little while, then they're gone. Moreover, they are brought low and like everything gathered up. Even like the heads of grain, they're cut off. Now, if it is not so, who can prove me a liar and make my speech worthless? I don't believe that I'm going to actually um, call Job a liar and make his speech worthless, but I am going to kind of uh, bring a little bit of a uh, change. A, a little bit of insight to what he's saying here. Of course, in his perspective, he's feeling like all these wrong things are happening and God's not doing anything about it. But his The way that he's expressing it in this scripture, he's saying that God doesn't even look that direction. He doesn't pay attention, he doesn't see it. And I would say that there is some truth and God does not look at the actions of the enemy. When people are going and doing things intentionally and out of wickedness, they know what they're doing is wrong and they know that they are um, causing problems, then God doesn't ignore it, but he sits and he watches and he's, he's overseeing everything that's going on. I mean, there's times in my life that I, I personally know that I was doing things that I knew was wrong. But the difference was I had not committed my life. I had not made a covenant with Jesus and saying, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to um, devote my life to living as you live, to saying what you said, doing what you did. I'm going to follow in your footsteps and I'm going to, be, because of your words, I'm going to boldly approach the throne." And I'm gonna go straight to the Father. And I'm going to have conversations with him. So when I, make, when I made that covenant, I said, I'm gonna take the word of God, I'm gonna take scripture, and I'm committing my life to following that scripture and obeying God's word. So I'm gonna be obedient to God. So that obedience is not a legalistic, I have to, that obedience is a, I want to. My desire, because I love God, I want to walk in his ways. Do you love me? Keep my commandments. Well, I'm, I do love God, therefore, I'm going to keep his commandments. But I know that I make mistakes, and that's where God gave us grace. He gave us a way to cover our mistakes when we do fall. He did not justify us falling on purpose. But in my life, I did things prior to making that covenant with Jesus. I, I um, did things that I knew was wrong, but I could see God's protection and God's hand and God's mercy, even when I didn't deserve it. So to say that God completely ignores, I think is, is misleading. And I think a lot of that has to do with the translations and uh, trying to create contradiction within the Bible. God's word does not say that God ignores, but God sees it. And God's there still actively loving his people. But he also knows that when we make mistakes, there's consequences. And he said that. He said, forgiveness does not mean absence of consequence. And so, when we do things that are wrong, we can repent, we can return to him, we can ask for forgiveness, and he promises that he'll accept all of that. But, there's still consequence. So, the people who are doing all of those things that are wrong, God sees the victims but he also sees the ones that are causing the problem and he's still trying to reach out to them even at that moment and trying to help them and make a way for them to come to him. So Father, thank you that even in my darkest, even in my the, the most wicked things that I've done, you were there and you saw and you still protected. And you still had your hand extended out to me even though my back was turned to you. Thank you that you loved me even when I was doing things unloving to you and your people. And Father, thank you for forgiveness. That when I do make mistakes, I know that I can come to you because of what Jesus did. I can boldly approach the throne, come straight to you. I can confess to you. I can repent to you. And you're faithful to forgive. I just pray that I could live a life diligent, diligently pursuing perfection, diligently pursuing obedience, that I don't have a need to come and ask for forgiveness, but I'm, I'm thankful that you are faithful in giving it when I do need it. Thank you for grace. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.